This is Martin McKay from the Network Security Podcast. And this is Chris John Riley from the Eurotrash Security Podcast. And you're listening to the official podcast of the first 2011 conference in Vienna, Austria. To find out more, please visit the site at www.first.org. And now we join our interview in progress. So I'm here at the first conference talking to Jeffrey Carpenter from the CERC Coordination Center. So, Jeffrey, how are you enjoying the conference so far? Oh, I'm enjoying it very well. It's one of the largest ones FIRST has ever had, and very good to meet with people around the world and see some of the problems they're facing. Now, I thought that considering the uh, the subtitle for this year's conference, Learning What We Can From History, it was appropriate to talk to you guys because you originally set up the FIRST CERT. Um, you've been involved with FIRST since since the very beginning, is that right? CERT has been involved since the beginning. In fact, initially when we were created by the Department of Defense, we weren't sure how long CERT would actually last, and we felt we needed to ensure there was community involvement in this type of, of effort. So when we, the original conception was called the CERT system. I think during first 20th conference, we brought that old slide back out to show the original conception of what first was. But we brought people in the community together, and we felt if we had a collective effort of people working on incident response, it would be more sustainable in the long term. And you know, 20-some years later, it has been. It's amazing how things have changed just from those you know, those humble beginnings of just setting up one cert to deal with things. And now, how many members of FIRST are there now? FIRST has a couple hundred members now. Uh, but one of the best things about the conference is you don't even have to be a member to attend the conference. So the conference sees a lot of people who uh, are at the beginning of the process of creating a team. And it provides them the background and meeting people who have faced the same problems they're facing now the ability to, to learn and build relationships to help them in their task of, of creating a team. But hundreds of, of response teams around the world have been created since the since the original days of, uh, of CERT. But using CERTs, the original work from Carnegie Mellon, as a, as a model for, for their CERT teams as well. I know you, you give a lot of information about how to set up CERTs and, and, and guidance on how things should be setting up. What kind of work are you doing in that direction at the moment? Today we're focused, uh, I'd say, in, you know, in the first decade or so that we were in existence, we focused on how do you create a, a C-cert in an organization and develop training materials to that. I'd say in the last 10 years, we've been focused uh, a little more on how do you help countries deal with a problem uh, as, as a country or, or an economy. Uh, so we've spent a lot of time helping national C-certs get created in countries, uh, those are teams, you know, focused on the governmental things that are unique to a government, national security, economic security issues that are related to uh, to incident response. And we're focused on how do we help them be more capable and deal with the, you know, the types of threats that they that they have to deal with on a daily basis. So I mean, how do you get people to, to, to really start talking together between the certs? I guess historically these nations haven't been talking together and now they're all setting up certs. They're all members of FIRST. Was it hard initially getting them to really talk together and interact? Uh, it was. Uh, we actually now host an annual meeting uh, right after the first conference specifically for the national C-certs, technical staff from national C-certs. Uh, so the first time we did that, I think we had 10 people in the room now we have 80. The key is getting people together, talking to each other, and realizing really they're facing the same kinds of problems. They're all bring different solutions to the table, and you know it's more cost effective, especially in the past couple of years. Cost with government is much more of an issue. It's more cost effective for them 
to, to share the solutions that they've developed rather than trying to develop everything uh, themselves. So I guess the question is, are we getting anywhere? Is, is, is this sharing of information really making an impact? Are we beginning to fight back against all these threats or are we still on the, the road to nowhere? Are we still going to be having these problems for the next five or ten years? I think we're making some progress, but probably not as fast progress as people would like. Uh, I am now seeing much more direct operational cooperation between national sea certs than, than we saw several years ago. And I am seeing more sharing of, of, of tools. And I actually think it's, it's really the issue is more than just sharing of information. Uh, I've always pushed that really what you need to share is capability because you can share information, but if someone doesn't know what to do with that information or doesn't have the capability to process that, then it's really useless to them. You know, when you look at the unique space, uh, and you can do this in any, in any sector, you know, in the government space, national sea certs, you know, each can bring their own capabilities to the table. So when you actually have a problem, working cooperatively on that problem to solve it is much more effectively than throwing information over a fence and saying, here, here's a problem that might be in your backyard, go, go fix it. And I think people tend to focus on information sharing, and that's not really the real way to, to get at cooperation. I guess it's one step in the process. I know we, we talked earlier today to, to Robert Shishka from, from CERT Austria, and one of the things he mentioned is they're doing staff exchanges. They have someone, they sent someone over to, uh, to Greece, I believe it was, and they have now someone over with their team. So it's kind of a, a cross-training opportunity, and it's nice to see the CERT teams working so closely together in that kind of area. Yes, and several teams have done that in the past. We've done that with, with other countries uh, as well. And you gain so much more than just uh, the, the effort of that person there. You, the relationships, the ideas. There are a lot of unique ideas in each individual team that, uh, and this isn't even just National Caesars, this is any response team, a lot of unique, innovative ideas that uh, don't often see the light of day and they could be very beneficial to others. And, uh, and one of the benefits of this conference is to try one of the challenges for the program committee is to try and draw those unique ideas and solutions out of those teams and get them in front of of the conference so that other people can benefit from that. So how do you see, for example, the private sector certs, for example, you know, bank certs and various uh, other entities working, or the, how could they work more closely together with their national certs to really kind of help solve these problems? Well, I think in the last year, I think we've seen some change in that there's been a lot more public information coming out about security problems in the in the private sector. So, you know, it's frequently in the headlines now. You know, I think many in the private sector and in government believe that there can be better cooperation. The question is how how do you how do you get there? Uh, governments have unique information that private industry doesn't have and private industry have unique information that government doesn't have. The trick is how can you get them to work together in a, in a way that they trust, you know, that uh, they trust that the right thing is going to happen. That's one of the things that I, in the past year, have been, have been focused on working is how do you bring critical infrastructure and government together? You, you know, the primary win in doing it is you, you, you show the value. You actually do it, and you show that there is value in sharing information and sharing, sharing capability. Um, you can talk about it forever and not get anywhere, but you actually need to actually do it. Someone has to be willing to lay their cards down on the table and say, here, does this information help you, and and move from there. And I have seen some success. 
after many years of, of seeing attempts not work very well, uh, I am seeing that there is some success in that area today. Well, I guess the, the final question would really be, where do we go from here? What does the next year bring? Do, do we, is there something special that, that, that we should be focusing on, or is it just business as usual? Well, I, I like the theme of this year's conference in terms of learning, uh, learning from the past. Uh, but I think we also need to take time to look further into the future. Uh, we spend a lot of time uh, focused on today's problems. I don't think we spend enough time looking beyond today. Where are things going? There are a lot of technical challenges that are coming down the road to us. Cloud computing, mobile devices. I mean, and people say cloud computing, mobile devices. But I think a lot of time is, is we're not spending as much time looking at five years from now. Well, how is the impact of those new things coming down the pike going to impact how a CSERP does their job and is able to, to, to do their job? And what I, my recommendation to CSERPs over the next year is begin to look to the future uh, and say, you know, what's going to change uh, in how I have to do my job in the future? How I, you know, if you're working, if it's in a company, how, how, my, how is my CSERP in my company going to have to change to, to protect the company? If it's a country, what challenges are we going to have from a national economic security standpoint? And begin to see how do we get from where I am today to be able to meet that challenge. Because one of the fears is we can get to that point where those technologies are adopted and I'm still in yesterday's technology I haven't caught up. Uh, so that's, that's, what I, that's my recommendation over the next, over the next year. Thanks for listening to this interview on the official first podcast. You've been listening to Martin McKay from the Network Security Podcast. And Christian Riley from the Eurotrash Security Podcast. You can find out more about the FIRST conference and this podcast at www.first.org. Thank you very much for listening. See you in Vienna. Vienna.